Welcome back to the Dangerous Win Focus podcast with me, Sean Bryan. This week, we're joined by Joshua Reynolds. My first memory of you is uh, a customer of Cut and Sew 10 years ago in the back of Old City, not even the basement, that's before the basement, as a customer who got hair and beard done. And I remember, I think I used to cut your hair, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Was that, that's my first memory of you. Yeah, I came in with my mate Andy, Andy McCarl. He's living in Australia now. Yeah. Little, little monkey. And <laughs> uh, you were down the back of all city upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. yeah. And I was still in school at the time. I must be in fifth or sixth year. So how old no, were you? No beard, 17, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, so that's what, 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, you were doing the best haircuts and never heard of a fade before and you were doing all these haircuts and stuff, so. Okay, so yeah, so for me, um, I think relationships are so important in every aspect. I'm at the the age now, uh, not in business, but I'm 36 now. And I find after doing 10 years in business, what really seems to work well for myself as a business owner or an entrepreneur is the relationships you build from the start and the get-go. And the whole idea, I suppose, of the Dangerous When Focused podcast is kind of for me to bring things to the next level. Like I want to have the best uh, year, year on, year on, year, and I want to be better this year than I was last year and so on. And it's all very positive, um, but that comes with kind of trials and tribulations. And for me, I remember just as a fan of what I know you of now, but when I go back to the, not even the basement days, the start of Cut and Sew, I remember this uh, young, bubbly, super, the best laugh, I think, in Dublin. This like kid that was just like, I say kid, I don't mean that in a patronizing way, that was was just full of energy. And you, you, so you supported me when, when I started off. I don't know. I actually kind of do know, but I don't know how it worked because there was no Instagram. There was no TikTok. Mm. And people obviously came in and were like, this place does fades, which wasn't really a thing. And you came in and were like, nice. And I do remember one or two of your friends. And things have gone well for me. And then you fast forward to like five years, then things kind of went pretty crap for me. And now we're five years on and survived uh, and we've done well. And I kind of want to know, because now that we know each other, I would say 10 years, and if you want to say that, um, what did you do uh, to get to where you're at? So you finished school, me and you would have known each other then when you were actually finishing school. Mm-hmm. So what was your journey kind of in a nutshell from there to where we are today? Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose fifth and sixth year, I kind of realized that I wanted to, I wasn't the best in school, it was a bit of a messer, but you know, we all were. Yeah. Um, and I was always interested in art. So I wanted to kind of, I wanted to go to NCAD. A lot of my friends were gone. I knew people that were older, my friends, older brothers that were in NCAD. And I knew that I didn't have to do great in my leaving cert. I just had to do a portfolio course and pass basically my leaving cert. So, um, went to NCID and it changed to a three-year course then. So I did, um, I did a couple of weeks trying different things. Wasn't the most, say, compared to some of my friends that were incredible artists, I wasn't the best at like drawing and stuff. 
And one night out, I ended up meeting a guy and he was um, in metalwork and jewelry design. And I was like, didn't even know that was a, a course in, in, the, in the college. So I tried it out, loved it, and did pretty much three years in NCID there. Very good for design, but when I finished, I didn't have a core skill level for say goldsmithing, like jewelry that we know. Um, the stuff that we're doing was quite, you know, artistic kind of, you see it on a wall in a gallery yeah. rather than on a person. Um, so I was working in hospitality at the time for a number of years and decided, you know, to, I wanted to chase the dream, be a, be a maker, be a creative. And I at then- At a very young age, like what, so- I was probably During 21 this, at the yeah. time. So I probably, you know, t after NCD, it was probably two years. I was still working hospitality and um, loved it. I learned so much per from pe uh, how to deal with people from that side from of the industry. College from uh, From working hospitality. Or hosp yeah, yeah, sorry. This, get working you, yeah. in bars, you know, I, I used was to be quite same. anxious person and that kind of really put me in my out of my comfort zone. And um, so from there then I ended up going quitting the bar um, job and I went into jewelry sales. I did that for a while on Grafton Street, which I loved. And after a while I was like, right, if I can start making my own stuff, I'll definitely be able to sell it. Wow. So I went from um, there, I applied for the Design and Craft Council of Ireland's jewelry skills course, got accepted. Um, I was one of 12 people and it opens up every two years. I went from, did the two years there and then COVID hit. I was working in bars on the weekends and then I had my weekends free and I was able to go into the workshop. So I started making my own pieces, did my first Instagram kind of release online. They sold what out. Year, what was year was this? Just so we can kind of This was probably roughly. When does COVID happen? 2020? 20, yeah, I think 2020. Maybe not. Was 2019. Paddy's Day 2019, yeah. I think. Yeah. And so then I was able to kind of use the weekends to, you know, I lived in Kilkenny, wasn't coming back to Dublin, was just kind of at that pretty much seven days a week. And um, yeah, finished that. I then realized that, you know, okay, right. They sold out, I can make money from this. I can, <laughs> you know, survive. It was a dream. Like I didn't yeah. think I was actually gonna ever be able to do that. Quick, quick one for you on that, because uh, a side story, I remember when I made my first 20 euro in uh, the back of the record shop, I was like, whoa, it was like a light bulb moment. And now that I chat to people, I do business coaching, I, I try to be a motivator and in a good way. I'm, I just remember a light bulb moment. I remember when the first person booked in with me outside of where I trained and all that mm -hmm. was a light bulb moment. Do you remember your first sale or your first like commission or your first thing that someone goes, I want that or that's for me or, or was that, did that resonate with you in business? Because it's very important for me that I remember the first 20 euro I yeah. took into the till. Or no. I don't remember too my busy. first sale. No, I wasn't too busy. At the time I wasn't. I was trying to get too busy. Right. And uh, we're still trying to get there. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, there was a couple of things like the, the pool bag pendants. When I made a, the, the pendants for the pool bag, made a limited edition, 25 of them in gold, and then I made them in silver. When they sold out, how so quick in, do you mind me in asking? In like two me? days. And, you know, at the time I was, had no money in my bank account. And then all of a sudden I had, you know, a lot there. For, did for, you, did you, was there an initial investment? Like you had to like buy the material and then your time yeah. is obviously your investment in it. Yeah, no, I didn't have to buy material. So I did like uh, pre-orders. So I made one oh, handmade wow. in silver. 
And then the process about like producing, say a lot of jewelry, you'd make molds of the piece. So I made one mold and then you inject wax and there's a, a process that goes through lost wax uh, casting is called. So yeah, I made multiples tr that way. And then I took the orders and I didn't want to make them first because I didn't have the money for the gold. So, you know, I did the release through my website at the time. My mate made me a Wix website. Um, which I'm still kind of using now um, for my Chris Kindle present. And uh, that was amazing. So, yeah. Um, that so. was your first, well, I, I, it's a major win, I think, but I actually think I remember seeing them. And because uh, jewelry, I don't know, it's something that we'll just organically end up chatting about. It's very personal. And we'll get into that because I'm like, oh, I never wore rings or... Mm -hmm. Um, I did have the ears pierced back in the day, the little Demonte, you know, <laughs> cheesy little Spicer buzz. Uh, and then it's, for me and my job, I'm very observant. And it's your personality that comes through and it's something that's amazing. But uh, what was your kind of, if we're not going off track here, what was kind of like your first piece of jewelry? Or did you have like an infatuation with like rosemary beads from yeah. River Island? Or did you have a little clip in earring or nose I did pierced? have the rosemary beads, but I remember I got a, a, a black... Uh, Onyx signet ring and it was belonging to my dad and I wow. remember wearing that and I was doing I was in NCD at the time do, doing metal work and I just loved it and like I think it was like Sons of Anarchy the biker show and I was like you know these, these are class and also like I don't I think people in NCD were a lot more out there and wearing stuff as, as I'm like it's a great it's a, would you say it's a great college yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot. A lot of my friends, creatives, uh, in NCAD. I think I DJed at the NCAD ball years ago, and yeah. it's yeah, the the cool cats. I I have a lot of respect for NCAD. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Sorry, go on. No, yeah, not at all. So your yeah, your first piece was that um, the pool bags, the pool bags, yeah. and that was your first like not bit of success, but as you said, they were made to order or pre-order. Pre-order. So then I, yeah. But I'm, you capped it. Did you want to make it exclusive? Yeah, for so your first I numbered one? them all one to 25 and like, you know, one to 25, two to 25. And um, yeah, like people shared them online and I got a great response and I got like people, I, I did a giveaway for um, one in silver. I think, yeah, I think I might have shared or some, because you were a big, big fan of Cut and Sew. Yeah. Customer. And I, I always forget the people, when you start off, it, I really want this to resonate is you really don't forget who supports you. And it's literally above us here, like support yeah. local. It's so important to keep uh, to keep contributing, I think, to that aspect of Ireland being Irish. Understand. The pool bag pendants, like I'm wearing one of your pieces now. It's just, I think it needs to be more drilled in because the more we see Dublin change and every city in the world, it's just becoming like multinationals, global things. Mm -hmm. uh, when you did that, Okay, that kind of brought you up to, so you, you kind of made some money. Yeah, so I was in the course then and I was finishing up and I knew that I wanted, I needed to get straight in because after NCAD, I took two years kind of off and I wasn't really chasing what I wanted to do. So I was like, I need to line something up for the second I finish. And I ended up getting um, kind of a, an apprenticeship, kind of junior goldsmith role over in Sweden and Stockholm. I remember, so, I remember because we have similar friends and I remember chatting, where's Josh? And we got over and like, like the kind of group of people who I know we'd be friendly with and friends with, mm -hmm. I seen, I was like, what? This is a crazy move. It's something that I admire because being uh, eight years old and then yeah, I think eight years is a lifetime really when you see it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I never moved away. Um, 
but you moved to Sweden for how long? I was there. I was meant to be initially there for about three years. Um, but at the time, the, the place where I was, I was working with under an unbelievable goldsmith um, who has been doing this since he's 14 years old and he was in his 40s, um, Harut. And he taught me so much and everything was done under a microscope and it was so detailed. And I was like, like this is amazing. Um, but I really wanted to get into the stone setting side of things. So I ended up being there for 10 months and moving back to Dublin for three months to save up some money, did another release of these harp pendants that I do and to kind of get some money together to go to Antwerp and train as a diamond setter. So that is kind that kind of, of the, is that like the go-to place for diamonds? Or? Yeah, Alexander, that tra- uh, he's kind of invented this style of micro pave. So it's like tiny, tiny diamonds set under microscope um, into precious metals and use engravers to kind of engrave the metal and set stones. Um, and he was tough to work under. He's okay. Not the, he's famous for what's, being extremely rude. What's that rude. saying where like, uh, is a diamond made under pressure? pressure. Is, that, is, that, is that the cheesiest thing? Cheesy, um, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I used that with the like apprentices here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need to actually get that quote up. We'll, we'll probably <laughs> Google that or something. Yeah, diamonds are made under pressure. Is that right? Yeah, it is that, yeah. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Um. Okay, so like what age, because I know how old you are now, you're yeah. 28. Yeah. So in my head from the story, it's great to kind of get your blueprint, I suppose, professionally. Mm-hmm. So bring us up. So after Antwerp train under this mm-hmm. tough, tough cookie, yeah. I, I think as well for me, I trained under an exceptional hairdresser called uh, Zara Cox. And I don't really know. Uh, I think Zara is like a session stylist. She does like the the Harvey Nicks. There used to be a fashion show, I think, in Brown Thomas. I was very lucky to assist her and be a, an apprentice hair. I don't know why I'm doing this, but an apprentice hairdresser in not a dare manner in like Carton House or uh, Castle Leslie where like Paul McCartney got married. And I was brought to just assist her, which basically means brush hair, curl hair, spray your hair, pick up clips and hold clips. And I was so petrified of this lady. And I knew she was amazing. And when I was a hairdresser before becoming a barber, oh my God, like I was stressed, like sweating. I, I remember being like, if this is how tough it is, I don't know if I could last. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, it wasn't for me. It actually, it wasn't for me. And it's, uh, I think when you, you know, I kind of want to know, how you kind of got into the groove of what you are or where you are. But for me, hairdressing, even though I still cut hair and I do more gents hair, it was for me and I worked under a tough cookie. Um, what was the next move then? Because at such a young age, do mm-hmm. you feel like you should have a mentor or, you know, I don't know how it is in your profession. Yeah. You, you kind of want to spread your wings, do it alone. Because I think your own personality shining through from what I see, mm-hmm. but for anyone listening or watching, what was kind of when you take us up from after working with that gentleman and yeah. to kind of now to be in your i think you're in my opinion i feel like you're so established especially for the young age that you are mm-hmm. but like where has that kind of gone from working under would you say this guy yeah well i, I was he, i was like a paying for this course so he okay. he was running the course um and he would you know i was Brilliant. Yeah, I do. I'd spend two days doing something, show him, and he goes, do it again. And you're just oh. like, I'm going to spend the next day just drilling holes in metal. Microscopically? Yeah, or- tiny, like less than a millimeter, like between some of the stones. Like it was... Um, 
Navy SEALs. Yeah, and yeah, and it 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 worked. Like I didn't know it was extremely like I dreamed of doing it before I went over, and then um like a couple weeks in, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And going home at night, being like, I have to spend so much money, got a massive loan out, and then like just clicked a couple like a month, six weeks into the course. It was three months long. And I was just like, oh my God, like smooth I sailing. can, I can, wasn't smooth sailing. Okay. And I'm still like, I'll learn every day. I'll never be the best. Like I'm always going to be learning and every workshop you walk into, you're going to learn more from the, the, from the people that are there. But I was just like, oh, I can do this. And it was just like, a light just, moment, yeah, right? I was just, yeah. And I was just like, so happy. And I can feel it right now. How, how, happy old, how I was. old were you then? That, at that this point? is only recently. This was like, last, so we're, about just over a year ago. Wow. Mm. Okay, and then for me anyway, so how the chat are like when we want to talk to guests is we recently spoke because uh, I was looking for an engagement ring. But uh, what I see online, or I don't know, actually, to people that don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't, but I did I get a chain first? Was I kind of thinking, I think I, well, actually, here's the story. I see a lot of people coming up in in any aspect or profession that they do and i take inspiration from it and i'm like whoa i feel like 10 years ago when we didn't have instagram tiktok we had youtube and whatever else and facebook the it, i couldn't get inspiration for me because there was nobody in my profession that did what i did there was no like there was one barber in do you know the waldorf on west yes. morning street I got my hair cut there before lean yeah. finnegan uh, who's passed away and they were kind of like the only peers in Ireland. So where, when I seen uh, what you were doing on social, on social media and online, I was like, wow, this is great. And then I was thinking, I seen a couple of cool characters around Dublin uh, commissioning pieces. So I kind of wanted that. And I remember thinking about supporting local and mm-hmm. being like, what what kind of jewelry do I wear? I was like, I don't wear rings. I used to wear like watches from ASOS, yeah. total fashion watches. And then I got myself a, a Gucci watch, which is not local and it's not independent. But I remember, uh, I feel like jewelry is probably very, I don't know if you would shine some of this. Yeah. Does, do you feel like jewelry called you or the person? Because I remember trying to watch on and going, oh, I like this, but... It was like a fashion watch and it was like 795 euro. I remember I used like a couple of one for all vouchers I had saved up and I got the watch and it was amazing. Um, and I, th- I thought it was, I thought it kind of called to me. So what, I thought, what would your process be if somebody wants to like talk to you about jewelry? Because you only, do you only sell bespoke pieces? I know you now yeah. do random bits and, and I ended up getting, I had an idea. You were very easy to do. I said, I want to commission a cut and sew pendant for yeah. and i was sending you pictures of like mcgregor and horrible references <laughs> yeah well um, you knew the kind of shape and style and length of chain yeah. so it's always good to come to someone with that um but also you kind of you know we we, we discussed we tried different ways of laying out your like your you logo sketched, i tried to send you like terrible sketches <laughs> yeah they always have <laughs> and you were using t- yeah so it's kind of like me as well so do you enjoy the process of working with people because with cutting hair, I love dealing with the public. I, I kind of look at people's hair as a challenge, not a chore. And I think part of the success of, of cutting so is the fact that I actually like dealing with people and trying to make them feel comfortable. It must be way more precious, not to mm. use too bad a word for yeah. yourself, but like, yeah, what's the process like when somebody wants to come to you? I know, I know myself, but just for like listeners yeah. and viewers, mm. how would people try to kind of come to you and be like, 
Hey Josh, I, I love what you do. Yeah. I see online. Can it be a wide uh, range of requests, or do you, would you be would you call yourself a specialist in certain areas? Or well, not to be a, yeah. A wanky. lot of pieces that I make now, I I've tend bespoke, to huh? bespoke made yeah. to order, and that just kind of happened by making different commissions and. I didn't actually plan for that to be the case. I always kind of wanted to build my own collections and I still am. And I love doing that and actually just sitting down with myself and because I do find it quite difficult to get into that zone sometimes of just thinking and creating and designing from something or, you know, being inspired by a piece. And um, like when my X and O collection was inspired by a piece that I made in NCAD and was all about like old childhood uh, toys and stuff and like oh. magnetic pieces and, you know, wearing it i was trying to make a collection that was inspired by something that people wouldn't know really about but it it drove like why am i making this piece of jewelry like why why am i making do you know um yeah for for me right here it's because another one again because we haven't really hung out or chatted in this capacity online i remember seeing it in the street when uh i you actually you dropped up this beautiful piece yeah. And I remember me and I was like, oh my God, I get to get this amazing piece of jewelry. I get to see Josh, someone that literally when you were a young man, like supported me. And I love that about Dublin, the little charm for it. And I think it's so important to, to support local and to, to not forget your humble beginnings and your roots. So for me, when I see you online and see what's happening, right? And again, I'd love to know your two cents on it mm -hmm. because social media for me is it's a highlight reel. It's it's a platform to sell. And I get so sucked in with scrolling through for hours yeah, or going down the TikTok well. rabbit hole and chemtrails or whatever. Um, what would you say is a positive side to social media apart from it being, I know, help you business-wise? Yeah. Because I do want to push the positive well, side of social media. It's definitely amazing that I can network with people. Like someone... I'm, there's a guy in New York and he's an incredible jeweler. He worked for Tiffany and co. And I, I might be going over to visit him next year. Nice. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, I'll come for a coffee. I'll introduce you to the foreman of Tiffany's. And, you know, like you to couldn't network. Uh, to, to network, just yeah. like come over and like, you know, there's so many jewelers over there that I kind of follow and just like see the place and the stores that they have. And, the kind of you know the suppliers and you know i love that and especially being in antwerp as well which is amazing when i was there being able to see that sort of thing and getting in behind closed doors because of what i do um but yeah social media i think like first of all i just i don't think if i was to where i am at now 20 years ago or so you know i'd be able to get so busy so quick and you know, working for other people is great, but like there's also, you know, negative side to that. And, you know, you can get stuck in kind of a rotten way. Um, and, and like, how, like him, for me as well, right? I know it's, it's funny that in my job, if I do 15 or 16 haircuts a day, yeah, five days a week, there's only so long I can do that for. And I'm very lucky that we're creating a brand like Cut and Sew, it means people can fall under that umbrella. You're very personal with like, <laughs> keep that in. <laughs> with like, is it Josh the jeweler or Josh or how would you, how do you, how do you like to be, I suppose, perceived? Like what would people, because I just thought, you know, yeah. you know, Josh, 
you know, Josh Reynolds are like, I don't want to say Josh.ie. Yeah, like, no. So what do people kind of like, what do you like call yourself? I, well, I know it's silly it's, thing I, People are like, oh, well, I just Google Josh, Josh and it comes up. Josh yeah. the jeweler. People are just, that's just happened in the last couple of months from people that I haven't known. And like, because it's so small, like people who share your stuff, you're going to know somebody, you're going to be connected. Yeah. And someone so goes, small, you know, yeah. you're out on a night out and goes, oh, you're Josh the jeweler. And then yeah. it kind of got into that. So I was looking for a domain name. My website's joshthejeweler.com. <laughs> I don't know where that will evolve to. I'm very early days in my business. I'm How only, long are you officially in business then? Um, I'm only kind of taking commissions properly and stuff since like probably March of this year. Wow. Full time kind of. I'm, I'm doing two days for another company, um, Bespoke Diamonds, kind of doing some of their content and stuff. But, you know, most of my money, uh, my income <laughs> is coming from my own kind of jobs. Organically now. coming in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I suppose I'm. I can't even remember. What I was no, say. not at all, not um, at all. Because for me as well, I recently uh, got engaged. So from chatting to you, and I seen a a client who I won't say his name, Aina. Um, he was a really good client of Cutting So for years, and I think he goes to someone that used to work for Cutting So now. And I seen this uh, piece. And I was like, man, it's crazy how, so, like the the way the world works and you did a bespoke uh, engagement ring from, and I was like, whoa, how amazing is that, that you could uh, help a friend or invest in someone that's invested in you, get exactly what you want, have it and be like mind blown. So why do you do what you do apart from like, cause you know, I'm very humble in the sense of like, yes, I am a barber, I cut hair. But I'm also more than that. So being called Josh the jeweler, mm -hmm. I mean, you must be actually living your dream when you think back to like, oh, not even 10 years ago, wow. like back to being 18, 19, you're like, what the hell am I doing? Mm. So like, what does it mean to you? Yeah, to, to be where you're at, like in like, man, like, are you living your dream? Because you, you have a studio or a workspace, I think, yeah. I know, but I'm, maybe I'm, tell I'm, people. I'm, I'm currently um, working out of a studio on just off of Stryker Street. Um, I'm renting... Don't give, don't give the address. No, 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 um, no. No, it's like Fort Knox. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I'm renting off another jeweler. I have my, my microscope, my bench, I'll set up there, and most of my pieces are made to order anyway, so I don't have people, like, dropping in off the streets. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like coming back from Antwerp last year, I was working for another company that didn't go so well. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go and do my own thing. And I, I was nearly that. forced into it. And I was petrified. I had so many loans. And then so the my the I love the fear. The fear to me, it's like, even on my big friends in like the TV show, and it's like, you need to feel the fear. And like, it's just, cause I'm like, well, what? Like you need to be kind of afraid. And like someone says, I don't know if it's a movie or whatever. I could be like called out here, but when uh, you think you shouldn't jump, it's time to jump. Mm. So if you're like, oh my God, I have a loan of X amount. I can't believe I owe this amount of money. It hasn't worked out. I haven't got commissions. I was like, I've no, I was working like a couple of jobs. Like I've no shop, rented a space. Who's going to come in to fear? I remember just going, you know who gives a shit i'm gonna go for it and the best thing i did was risk it mm. so now you're okay so you're taking commissions Um, what's your work week like are you like do you stick to a strict set of rules because i know for me when i started out that i actually couldn't i remember working six days a week 
no holidays for like a year or two. It was crazy because I didn't know what each day would take. But I was so energized when I was a lot. You know, I was 26 starting uh, cutting. So, and I was so happy to be like, if it was one haircut or four, but there was more quiet days than busy for mm-hmm. a long time, which people don't see. So yeah, what's your work week like? Are you, are you pretty strict? Like you're... Are, Pretty healthy, dude. You look healthy. I know you're probably like a good time on the point of Guinness. <laughs> oh, we all do. But you look, but you look up. But like, what is your work week? Work um, week like for you know people listening because people would be very interested. Are you yeah. feeling someone as successful as yourself? Well, from work being down in Kilkenny and getting up early, I I used to always be an evening person and work late. But now yeah. I'm like, if I get my day started early, it means I can finish it early, get through all the jobs I need to do. Um, so like Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Mondays I kind of just get due to like reply to emails, yeah, do my taxes admin. and all that sort of thing. And then like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I work for the other company till four sometimes. Like today I was working till, you know. Right up uh, till Yeah, so another, I did an extra four hours then just to get a head start on whatever I need to do um, over the next couple of days. And I, you know, I always give myself enough time for commissions, but I kind of get excited about a piece and I'm like, it drags me in. I'm like, oh, you know, I want to get yeah. in and work on it. And because they're all different, I'm not making the same thing over and over again. I'm like, I actually can't wait to see how it's going to look when it's finished. So it's kind of like not rushing it. I never rush anything. Well, it's hard to rush because the process has to be done so steadily throughout. But, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, if I have a lot of work on, I might work, you know, five or six days. You, you just know, yeah, and then so take a no couple set. days off. There's so. no there's no set time. No. Um a quick question uh also because it's it's for me as this I don't know, it's the world is changing, mm-hmm. the mental health bomb gets dropped a lot. And for us cutting in the barbershop, you have men and women coming in uh, you know, once a month. It's a great chance for us to talk to somebody and there's a, a really easy way to say, how are you doing? How are things? Mm. Most people won't open up. And, and when they do, if somebody was like, you know what, I'm not doing too good. It can be awkward. Um, and for me personally, in the last few years, there's certain clients who I just can't seem to connect with. My energy is very precious. I'm not mad crystal head, like in, in the sense of like, energy like i don't i don't know what it is but i i do have a, a real sensation of energy and dealing with people and i feel like if i meet someone someone who i know like yourself i get a nice energy or vibe from mm-hmm. i kind of want to hang out with them or i want to deal with them who would not want to hug from josh or like when i seen i remember i was so excited when i seen you outside uh close to your studio i was like what's up and you actually a client was there a person was trying to meet you they had an appointment to do something i was uh about to try and ask you about an engagement ring yeah and um, so in your stages of work because obviously when you know at the start i had to take every client whether i liked them or not whether they were fussy if it was a screaming kid it was like horrible people now that you're you're self-employed mm-hmm. um can you turn work down or is it at a stage that you're like, do you know what this person, like what's your process to be like taking on a client? Can you be in a way that you're like, do you know what? I actually don't think I'm the right jeweler for you. Yeah. Or I think that would be so, cause I would be like, if I, if I can't do somebody's hair or if there's somebody better in cutting, so I'll totally send them away to them. Yeah. But what's your process when people like read, cause as you said, Monday or whatever days are adding, you must, if there's five people, man, I love your stuff. There's a lot of time wasting, but, can yeah. you turn people away or are you very precious with your 
early stage as opposed um, to being out No, because I'm, I'm lucky enough that I, I do work for, you know, I have the a steady flow. So I know exactly how much money I'm getting every month from nice. working for this company. Um, oh, so that's your spoke. guaranteed so income. So that, that looks after my rent on my stu- uh, my studio, the studio and, and my apartment, or my house that I live yeah. in. And so I kind of, I'm guaranteed that. So everything else then is kind of, you know. A bonus. Towards, or, yeah, and a bonus in well, a way. But it, I, like, you know, it's going back into my business or, you know, I can, you know, treat myself, go out for nice meals and all that sort of thing. But some of the pe- some some people will come to me with a job and it just isn't for me. I'm yeah, in, and I, in, sorry. The important no, the importance of saying no, like you know, it's like you could be. I'd say that it's there's a bit of a pull there. You'd be like, oh, I could do that for you, but I no, I just love that. I'm curious because there's people coming to me. I only kind of excel in what I enjoy doing. Yeah, so that's what I think I like about you. It's like even I've seen people in New York. Skelly, a friend of mine, Cafe Blair, he mm. was like, oh my God, shared your piece. Cool people that I see. And I'm like, and then even Luca Rosa Madra is like, yeah. I don't know, did he buy a piece? I think, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, like, you know, big people in cards. And I'm like, God, these are people of influence to me. And I'm like, how nice of a job is it to do? That's like when I cut people's hair, I'm like, I'm happy that they're in my chair. Walking Coming out the to door, me, feeling good. Walking out the door if it's, well, I don't even really drink and grow, but say the Lord Edward. But yeah. if I'm in Dublin walking around and I see uh, a client who I become quite friendly with, it gives me such a feeling of like, I don't know, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, um, I pro, not pro, and I'm very proud, or I'm like, oh my God, that's a customer cutting. So what's the word I'm looking for, Sam, where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe they, is it pride where I'm like, yeah, they proud. go to cutting so, yeah. and then I'm like, there's, you know, however many barbers in cutting. So I'm like, how many, how many men and women from Dublin and outside of Dublin come and get their hair? I'm like, I don't, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. Mm. And I'll be out and I'll be like, so I'm like, Sean, I love what you're doing cutting. So amazing. Like it's the smallest compliments that matter for you as well. I just think, I don't know what it is, but like what, what drives you apart from like okay so you're would you say you're living your dream or would you be like you know what man i'm i like my job but you work hard i know yeah. you work hard yeah no i'm definitely like grafting li- grafting it's not a glamorous job it's not like oh i'm, I'm picking so out tedious. gold and very tedious and you know sometimes things don't go your way you're soldering things melt you know <laughs> you know diamonds not not Diamonds don't missing. tend to break. They do drop on the floor and you're spending an hour looking for something tiny. Or, you know, colored gems aren't as hard as diamonds. They can break and you're just like, uh, and it, I think sometimes I get a little bit desensitized to the, you know, the glow, the sentimental piece that I'm giving to somebody and then I meet many, them. Can, here's a question, just because yeah. as well, for, I don't know, like it could probably be, an hour on a piece, what's well, never going to be that. Mm. But like how many man hours or woman hours of people, yeah. have, how many physical hours for you for a general engagement? Is there like, could it be like a week's work? Could it be like 40 hours? Could it, it be 20? Cause Just cause I don't know if people appreciate, yeah, the as time. you said, I can imagine like the microscopic, the managing, mm. the measuring, plus the admin, the deal in the back and forth, the WhatsApp. Yeah the chat and plus you're trying to keep people yeah. happy and mind yourself going going back to the social media thing that's what i tried to use to show people he- so education and be like percent. this is what goes into making because you know we all see things on the shelves or in the window of a shop but we don't see how it's made and no. the, the, the how 
you know, amazing it is that like you're melting something or you're rolling it out or, you know, you're 3D modeling something on a computer. And um, I... It's not all glamorous, basically. No, and over like the, the time process, everything's different, but like some engagement rings, you know, it might usually I say, you know, four to six weeks for bespoke pieces, sometimes longer, depending on what gemstones you have to source. And maybe over those, you know, four to six weeks, you could be spending a half day, a full day, you know, depends on like how many stones are going into the ring, diamonds and the style of setting. And like, I'm, I'm nowhere near a master of what I'm doing and I'm trying to get there and I'm, I'll always be learning. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, the, the speed level of my setting is improving, you know, the quality of, you know, how I do it at a faster pace, you know, I'm not rushing it and I'm getting the quality that I want faster is rewarding and, um, you know, yeah, it, it usually, it depends on the pieces. Some things can be done quite quickly. Um, and some things take quite a long time. Have you any uh, like funny stories, nobody be named with engagements or that's just something that comes up for me because I recently got engaged yeah. and you helped me get on the right track to find the correct ring. Have you any funny stories for like, I don't know, somebody came in and was like, I want to buy this mental expensive ring and then the person said no or someone lost the ring or anything like that at your stage nothing yet okay nothing I, I want a bit of juice on. well next time i'm on i'm on okay I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely have some stories now nothing nothing wild yet um everything has gone to plan no one has got brought the ring back with tears in their eyes and <laughs> okay yeah. okay i'm just looking for some juicy clicks or whatever <laughs> um with that being said i suppose um have you had not to bring it down a notch or anything mm. but again to inspire or to to let people know my i myself as a business coach now yeah um have you advice for i don't because i think you're uh when i walk around dublin you, you kind of maybe when you get to the process of wanting to buy an engagement ring buying your first piece of jewelry it's probably actually a beautiful thing when you really think about uh, a kid getting their ears pierced for the first time mm. um you know, if it's communion confirmation, I don't know if they get a bracelet or a little chain. I think you get a communion chain yeah, or something. Medals and stuff. Um, yeah. Do you, I don't know, how would I say it? I'm off track as well there. Two yeah. seconds. Oh, yeah. With being a, a business coach and an owner. Two seconds, lads. What was I saying there? I was, I'm trying to think of. Um, the medals and stuff. The medals, the, buying that. I'm trying to think where I was going. You got I think, yeah, you said to not to bring it down a bit. Oh, sorry. Yes, not, oh yeah, so not to bring it down a notch. Um, and obviously as a business coach and trying to inspire people, uh, have you any, I suppose, tips for people when starting out or like because not everybody sees the well everyone sees the highlight reel but they don't mm. see the hard work the loans the sacrifices the six seven days a week working for 12 20 hours a day mm -hmm. have you any advice for people that like are going to try and go it alone not only in your field but in anything like anything that might in inspire someone to listen and to see this and go oh my god i see this guy on tiktok or instagram and I love what he does and he seems friendly, but they don't see the graft. Yeah. Any kind of tips, you're like, do you know what? Here's what I think, here's what's worked for you. Yeah. Because everyone has their own path. If you got something to be like, here's your golden nugget that I think really, I wish I would have known or could help. Um, 
Not so much. Like I never really had like a mentor to someone being like, this is what you need to do. I've kind of Same figured it out me. for myself. Yeah. So yeah, so. Mm. I definitely had a lot of lows, but I feel that working for myself, I've kind of, you know, figured a lot of things out very quickly. Um, I'm lucky that I love doing what I'm doing and it kind of pushes me on to the next thing and, you know, the next idea and, you know, collaborating with different people and talking, networking and, you know, I'd never had a mentor, like I said, but, you know, there is people out there that you can reach out to. And I do have people come to me now and being like, what should I do and how do I start? And, you know, I, I'd say like, figure out if you like it. Yeah. If, and it doesn't have to be like your passion or something that can be your hobby. But yeah. like, I didn't think that I was going to be a jeweler like a couple of years, you know, yeah. when I was back in NCID, but I did really enjoy it. And then I put the time in and I learned the kind of the process of being a goldsmith or a stone setter and I'm still learning, but I'm enjoying doing something. And, you know, I might've done a hundred times and the hundred and one time I do it really well. I'm like, Oh, that's how you do. And you do okay. have those little wins all the time and try and have more wins than losses and you'll be in the right stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, like me when like do like 50 skin fades in a week or back in the day, I was like, uh is this is this a craft is it artistic and my head would go but i was so passionate i, I really enjoy the the making the person look better feel good plus they pay you for that i think it's amazing mm. and i didn't know what i was gonna do when little younger skinnier shawnee b started out but i found it and i my actual start wasn't to have uh, a chain or a brand it actually wasn't called cut and sew at the start i think it was just like your man in the back of the record shop <laughs> and it organically happened because i didn't want to be uh i'm not a business mogul right as uh as people might think when you have multiple shops or even calling myself an entrepreneur sometimes i feel a bit mad like because i'm still very humble to be i'm uh, a barber i cut hair i don't forget my roots at your stage of success i think um, what is like, well, I'd love to know what's next, but like, are you just kind of steadily, you're enjoying the process. I can clearly see that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a customer, I'm a massive fan. I love what you do, but like what pretty much is kind of, do you set the bar high? Are you kind of a gold setter or do you just kind of, you know, organically it will happen by yeah. connections and clients. What's, I have a couple of goals that I have personally. set personally for myself within career wise yeah. and where I want to kind of be and you know next steps and like maybe looking for investment or like growing wow. a brand and but like I, a lot of it I just kind of you know I have a notebook or you know where I keep my orders and you know probably need to get a better system but yeah, yeah the notepad and pen is oh geez <laughs> myself Sam and yourself were just notepad and pen it's the most powerful thing I have yeah it, people think like it's whatever the fancy macbook and equipment yeah. and all but I, yeah I, I bought an ipad this year yeah i sold it to a friend of mine uh she's a designer so it's great it was that the it's one gone. for the drawn at the top I, I just wanted for like netflix and <laughs> i and yeah whatever but um okay because i'm pretty i would imagine i'm driven and over the last while since starting this podcast i have had massive highs in professionally 
And then I've had massive losses. And I and it's a thing that when I I start to read a bit and I read books and I love people stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm a people person. I try to read all the power of now and the all these coffee book tables where it's like be the best you and all this. And it doesn't work, but what would be the ultimate goal? Because I think you have an infectious energy of like just this. I don't know. You're very. I gravitate towards you, even <laughs> though do. I never see you walking around town ever. And the two of us would walk <laughs> we always a minute away. Other, yeah. We never both be like, ah, Josh, Josh, the yeah. jewelry, like Sean the barber. We never really do that. Be baby, um, be baby. But I like. I love to know like what. Yes, for me the goal is kind of what success means. Success means to me. It's so funny. I feel like. I was making more money when it was just me than having the shops, right? And that's just how it's after going. And my role has changed where I feel like I'm quite uh, motivational. I think I'm a great, I think I'm a great boss. I think I'm so sound. I still do the same job. Mm-hmm. I mightn't do as many haircuts because my my day and weeks require me to be doing more admin, to be nearly doing HR. Um, and I remember when I went into the basement of the Waldorf years going, and I see in this, I remember kind of going like, do you ever see in like documentaries where people are like, and that's when I knew what I was meant to do mm. or something. When I see that, I go, this is a basement. I know a basement in a record shop around the corner where I'm at. I could rent this because Josh Gordon, I don't know if you know Josh. I know Josh, of him, I don't know him personally. He did a pop-up shop uh, in the basement of All City uh, Records. And I was like, oh my God, I could do this. I could play like the kind of boiler room tunes that I like and Disclosure were cool back then. They weren't mainstream. And I seen it. And that kind of, for me, was like, I actually could, if to me, they were the coolest barbers. They're still open now. It's sold. It's, it's, but it's, it's sad to see. Like it's, it's probably, you know, it's on its last legs. I seen that and was like, I actually could do this. So when I go into a coffee shop and I see people do it, and I'm like, I've, I have this maybe self-belief. I don't want it to be cocky that I feel like I can do it better than them. So when I walk around Dublin and I see like Weirs, mm. are they Irish? Like they're established a hundred and something years. Yeah. I feel like from you, it had to start somewhere. Do you have this vision of like, oh my God, I can have my own jewelers in Dublin or a chain or like yeah. what's the most famous jewelers? Like something on Fifth Avenue, was there a place? I don't know. Yeah. Is it like, I, I, I don't That's not the dream or like that's, I, I definitely want something similar, but not quite that. And I, yeah. I you know, I see, I never kind of wanted to sell too much wholesale to, okay. to and I, I've seen this, that side of things and how that business side of things works. And is it a bit grim? You're is kind it? of working for someone else again, I feel. Okay. And that's why we never the, franchised. I feel like we mm. would be copy paste, copy paste. You lose that amazingness, I think. Yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, six months from now I might be doing something like that I'm not <laughs> against it um I just kind of have an idea of where I want to go and I think if you have an idea just kind of if you have loads of different options just pick one and yep. try it out it mightn't work but then you'll know it didn't work out unless oh, okay. if you, you, know, the, you know you need to try it to find out if you like it or not and you know like yeah I feel that when you but, try sorry no no so when you try yeah like you're kind of you don't know what's ahead you're kind of just pushing forward yeah doing what's ahead of you you yeah. journal a little bit and you kind of 
yeah, it's like me. I never, I didn't plan, I'm not like tomorrow, uh, no, not tomorrow. Next year, we're going to open two stores because the movie, The Founder, yeah, uh, which is obviously about McDonald's, and then the guy, the lads that set up are real nice guys, and then the guy, the milkshake guy, comes in and just like rinses them and like owns all of their businesses and does franchise. That to me is not, but for me, uh, I don't plan out the next year or two. Like I plan a few months ahead and it, or not organically, naturally when I get to certain stages, I'm now doing the Irish Barber Expo, which is, ha, it has wow. been tried once or twice. This is a new concept. I'm doing my own festival or expo. Amazing. Bringing people together from all over the world. I, I actually sometimes don't realize it. Um, but my goal, I think for, for anyone listening, the whole idea of the podcast is about to be focused and when i think dangerous when focused it really means when you channel into what fucking makes you like hungry and like really thrive and be alive and even when you said there if you do something and the 101 time 101 yeah that's right i, I stumbled myself times you do it you might be like i've cracked it or like oh my god when i do a haircut i want to be a perfectionist and that's what we continue to chase and you try to be like better and like oh my god i can't believe i've gotten this link or this has fit and melded i just want to have a better year than the last year and i only really compete with myself and as me and you mm -hmm. kind of only through this conversation i didn't have someone i could look up to mm -hmm. like in ireland there was no like a mentor or someone that could go to you what would you yeah, what would, um, I suppose, may, what does dangerous when focused mean to you? Because I only really said it at the end, even though we know the name of the podcast. Yeah. Does it mean anything to you? Or if you say it or see it, does it ignite? And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But like, is there, if you see me on socials and I say it, well, what yeah, do you think my, it means to you? What it means, what I feel like. Or what do you feel like? I, it, I've when I hear it, you say it and talk about it. And I, I think the message behind it, I, I feel that if everyone gets their shit together, okay, things can happen, you know, and things can happen. That's a great little, yeah. word, I think that's even the name of a podcast. <laughs> or that's the name happen. of the book. I think. Yeah. yeah. Things can happen. By Josh um, Reynolds. So if you're, Josh yeah, if you're dangerous and focused, I, I, I just, you know, go after something, be a bit, be passionate about it. Yeah. Put your all into it. If it doesn't work out, grand, you know, that's not for you. And when I think you try these things, you figure it out and you know, you might have to go back a little bit yeah. and figure it out. But, um, yeah, if you focus on something, one thing, cause I, when I started off, I had so many different options and I saw a lot of my friends doing like, you know, going into, you, you know, tech companies and stuff like that and i was there like what am i doing here you know and then i was like no just stick in your lane focus on wow. what you want to do where you want to be and have an idea and you know the goals that i did set say maybe two years ago i didn't think they were going to what i'm doing now was going to come for a long time and it happened a lot sooner so i'm just kind of focusing on the next thing the next task task and doing it well and not jumping i'm always not very present so trying to be present is hard is man. very difficult and doing what you're doing and just be like you know it'll work out and if it doesn't wait, do you know what it's fucking it's funny because it will work out and what i actually was meant to say earlier on was just to bring a little bit of uh balance into it like i had a really low point in b 
business where I just wasn't focused. I actually, it's a mad story. I was partying loads. There was no one else chasing me. Couldn't saw went from one to two to three shops. Mental money coming in. Um, social media was like, I remember going from 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, like in like the shortest space going out like and it's funny because it was kind of the time of mcgregor whether you like him or not would be out and like the lads that worked was like mcgregor was insane he knows cutting so it's on the keys it's in the it's in dundrum it's in town and i was like i actually wasn't focused at all i was just like going i was actually quite flat right mm. and i was like oh man how how is this going to keep going like the success and i got a bit lost in translation i was partying i was taking drugs it was like just madness, right? Which mm. everyone else around me was. It was just of that age. Well, not everyone was actually. A lot of people were not into partying. It's good to celebrate. So the little wins though. But, but it if was you every take weekend. It to, yeah. And I remember, yeah, it is good to celebrate. And the mini wins are so important. But I wasn't focused. And I could have actually not lost at all, but maybe a little bit because I, t I just wasn't present. And I just remember it being like a shit show. Uh, and I had the roughest time of my professional career year five. And if anything, that actually kind of humbled me, brought me back down to like ground zero. Mm -hmm. And it ignited the passion in me because when I think of people in business, when you get to like one, if you survive one, two, three, up to five years, amazing. But I think I read somewhere that like less than 20 or 30% of business get to year 10. And we hit year 10, but by hitting that low point, it was actually the best thing because when we had one, two, three shops, if I didn't hit low and basically lost the lease on my first shop, I didn't look after the business side of it. I wasn't focused. I wasn't paying attention to the landlords, the legal side of everything. Uh, it wouldn't have ignited me to go on to now become the leading barber shop in Ireland and set up my own expo. Have you had so far any mm. kind of, it's kind of not dark, but like really shitty moments or not, you mm. haven't really, you know, someone's messed you over, beat, yeah. can we beep over that? Yeah. 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 Somebody's fucked you over. Yeah. And you're being like, wow. And did you learn from it? Because I think I always learn. You never lose. I think that's like, the mm. you know, I always learn from these moments. You don't lose, yeah. you learn. Um, any big moments just to bring it balance to the conversation yeah it actually happened this year and why i kind of went out on my own like i haven't talked about it i don't know if whatever but yeah. like, i won't go into details no, names or anything yeah, but, yeah of course and um but yeah no i got like i got earlier this year i um was working for another company and basically they tried to reduce my contract, my salary, and after giving me a promotion, and yeah, they I kind of asked them to meet in the middle. Could we kind of work it out or whatever? And then the owner just came up and goes, "You five ten minutes to leave the building, sacked me on wow. the spot." And I was just like, "So it, it came back a lot of money, ruthless, and it was out of nowhere." I loved loved the people I was working with, and um. But it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Love my mom, that. my mom said it to me. She was just like, I think this is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's it. Every man I love. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most Irish mammy. Like <laughs> a blessing in disguise. Wow. Um, and that was only this year. Yeah. And you must have been like, yeah, well, I already had my studio space and I was using that in the evening times and I was had my studio. And then I was like, well, I guess now I'm not going to be using it in the evening times are going to be using it yeah. a couple of days a week. And thanks to Janice Byrne for being so good to me. She's the one I, uh, 
the jeweler that I ran from and she's been amazing and give me the spot and we work well together there. And yeah, I just, you know, I was thinking I have my loans to pay off. And then just my first two months, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, I couldn't believe that I was actually making um, an income from it. And I was like, right, well, I guess I can keep going with this. Yeah. And a company that um, bespoke, they saw me on TikTok. They were like, listen, they, they offered me a job. Uh, for a couple of days a week, whatever, just to kind of film some of the content. And I was like, amazing. So that's working great with them. And then, uh, yeah, so everything's kind of, you know, I'm very it early days. Out. Well, well, it's, it's early days. It's, it's early days. <laughs> yeah, like it's, um, it's funny. And, and to kind of wrap it up in the sense that, like, I think there should be from people listening to you, it isn't all highlights. And it's, it's not because I remember I, had to, I took out a loan five years ago because I wasn't focused. I actually was like, thinking it was a it was just gonna last forever su success i remember being on top of the game and then i was like oh wow there's actually guys behind me who are even more hungry to to improve and when somebody sees what you've done the natural progression should be to better it and to learn from your mistakes and it's it's tough when you're the i would say you're kind of like the first in your i don't know if there's many jewelers yeah. in ireland we do have an amazing is there amount a few people? Like, is there? I, there is an incredible amount of amazing makers in ireland and i but is social media a big part of your industry uh, in, in not, ireland not really Maybe globally, yes. no yeah globally there will be and you know not not so much in ireland and um, we do have amazing makers but they you know they have their clients they don't need to use social media you know to, yeah. to grow they they're happy with where their business is and the, the the word of mouth they've created over years and the generational goldsmiths and yeah. stuff like that um and i'm lucky enough to have kind of you know been trained under some or you know yeah you know see some of their work and um but yeah no I, there's, there's not many kind of doing i suppose what i'm doing i don't know maybe i, I just is. feel like I'm that's just, why yeah. it's it's bespoke uh and i think it's amazing and it's uh i credit to you and we'll kind of finish on this i think it's i i would love people to listen to this and be like you know what oh my god i got a bit more of an insight to josh we've heard another episode with sean because i just get a lot of energy from you where i'm like wow it's it's kind of not humble i just have more respect for your craft for the hours probably spent you know behind the scenes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be an amazing journey for you because only when I see people starting that I think are passionate about it and what you spoke about of how much you love it. Um, where can people, I obviously know where to find you, but mm -hmm. what's the best mode for people to get in touch with you? Um, at the moment, probably um, through my Instagram, at yep. joshie, josh.ie. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we might do a little pop-up there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it just yeah, there. Link, link, <laughs> link in bio, or I don't know where um, Sam will edit that in. But yeah, usually I start with a, you know, a DM there, chat with people, and then... Slide you know, into the DMs. Slide into the DMs, get the no email. No funny then, business. Go, no funny business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Josh I have a lot of love for you man I think you you're too. so cool uh, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your hole I just you're a credit to Dublin I feel very lucky to be also a man from Dublin just I think it needs more heads like us that really do care about supporting local uh, and it's like you know what I mean this is what keeps Dublin special and I think we're globally on another level at the same way you are and it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you I can't wait much. for people to listen to this, watch it and just love it. And 
Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been Thanks a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. That was great. Yeah.